all y'all on that one. I think she's playing the game, right? Like there are no rules to this game. Monopoly isn't the rules of Monopoly are not laid out. She's just sweeping the board and everyone's pissed that she had the best seat in order to be able to do so, right? Like, oh, I'm sorry, Mia. Oh, I'm sorry, Candace. You're sitting at the end of the couch and you can't see shit and you can't hear shit. That's where you deserve to be, bitch. Stay over there. And Wendy, <laughs> parts, okay? Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. Welcome to Boy Meets Bravo, your new favorite weekly Bravo TV recap podcast with a twist. We are two Bravo-holics just trying to make it nice and show a formerly unwilling participant why Bravo TV is gone with the wind fabulous. I'm Bree. And I'm LP. And this is Boy Meets Bravo. All right, it is officially tea time. What are we sipping on? Well, y'all, we are hitting this finale with... Our first and what we believe will be one of many St. Andy Award shows. Y'all know every week or every few weeks, we like to hand out a St. Andy Award for the most bravoiest moment of the week. And here we are at the end of our year, at the end of a year's worth of amazing Bravo television. And we have a lot of St. Andy Awards that we think should be handed out to the ladies and the folks of the Bravo liberties of Bravo. So I'm so psyched because we have all of our friends here today to help give out the awards. So as much as I would like to say that like these have been hidden in an envelope in the back corner. <laughs> no, this is like based on instinct, feeling and in the moment. thoughts. So, um, I'm excited to get into it. Um, I think uh, I think we got the first one we're kicking off is Bree's Award with the Rookie of the Year. Yes. So our nominees for the Rookie of the Year Award are Sutton Strack from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Mia Thornton from Real Housewives of Potomac, Crystal Minkoff from Beverly Hills, Jenny Wynn from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Ebony K. Williams from New York, and Dr. Tiffany Moon. Before I reveal my winner for Rookie of the Year, what do you guys think of these ladies' first official seasons on Housewives? Because Sutton was a friend of, and then she became an official mm-hmm. housewife. She got her peach, as we like to say. <laughs> um, so, so what do you guys think of these nominees? The only thing I will say is we are going to be robbed of extra time with Dr. Tiffany Moon. Yeah, she deserved more and a better cast. Yeah, she deserved way more. I kind of want to like pull her off of Dallas and see if we can just drop her into another city because she deserved so much more. So much more. I think that they wanted her to be enough to save Dallas, but it was so far gone (sighs) that even though she was like smart and beautiful and accomplished and funny, that it just it still wasn't enough. But she was like, she was perfect. And maybe mm-hmm. they could create like a Married to Medicine Dallas. <laughs> it could be her. That's her all I wanted. And then they could bring Leanne Locken back to get some surgery or something. And like, <laughs> and then, then we're all good. I was just going to say, I really appreciated Mia this season because I now know the difference between a strip club. Um, <laughs> 
years and um, <laughs> entertainment menu, steak and lobster. That for me, that was iconic. I think I, whenever I'll never look at steak and lobster the same way now because of Mia. So thank you for that, Mia. Oh and my God. Long gowns. Yes, the gowns. Long gowns. I, y'all, I loved it. I loved it. Y'all, Terrence is dying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> Mia's freshman season has by far been one of the most chaotic freshman seasons I've ever seen. Um, it's one of those things where she literally came in would straight up lie to the women. <laughs> and, and when the women are like, no one said that, they'd be like, oh, oops, sorry. <laughs> we just kept going. They'd be like, that's not what I said. She's like, well, that's what I heard. Well, then and then they rolled the tape back and it'd be like, that's not what they Completely said. Completely not what they said. <laughs> and the women like, were like, well, so you did, she didn't say that? I'm like, oh no, that's what I just heard. They're like, Okay, anyway. <laughs> yeah, they just keep it moving. You're yeah. right. She did come in straight up lying to the women multiple times. Multiple like, times. Well, remember, it started with her age, like when she was saying, like, her her husband uh, and her age. Remember that whole, like, yes, math was kicking her ass. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, math kicks my ass on a daily basis. Yes. So, but thank God you know your age. <laughs> yes, that's true. That is true. I will uh, say I have to stand up for Sutton, even though she did kind of get a taste as a friend and which I think really gave her a good ease into full time. She truly was one of the only people like one of the best storylines we've had this year stood up to Erica Jane and was like, no, I don't care. Like, I'm take like I'm doing what I need to do to look out for me. And then when Erica snarled her teeth and was like, or what? Or what? She was like, or nothing. <laughs> like, right. calm down. You're being crazy. And let's not forget the um going after Crystal's pants, the you and your ugly. Oh, gosh, iconic. Leather pants. Yeah, your ugly leather yeah. pants. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. That was That'll go down in history. I don't know. I love Hutton, just our Sutton, because like as a true like vodka lover, (laughs) same as me, like she just is she's gonna tell you like it is. And she like you said, Terrence, like she did not bow down to Erica Jane, which I think everyone else was so terrified of her. And she's like, Yeah, so I called my lawyer friend and like asked (laughs) them about this. And she's like, Why are you doing that? She's like, Cause I got shit. Like, you're not gonna get my fucking but then, of course, when Erica comes after her, then everyone's like, well, no, like she had a valid point. And mm-hmm. it's like, you can't back her up now. Like, exactly. Because no one's saying the same thing about Lisa and Snow. Um, I said Snowball. Um, <laughs> Salt Lake. Salt Lake, because <laughs> she called all six of her lawyers and like, oh, my gosh, that's so funny. But Sutton called just one and be like, are we good? And oh that goodness. was just that blew up. Sutton yeah. walked so Lisa could run, man. Absolutely. Exactly. That was that we can't we can never forget the face roller. The face roller <laughs> oh, around the world. Like her anxiety face yes. roller. Yes. I need to get me one. I need to just try it. It was a I lot, but it was like Target what we today. want. I almost got it. Yes. I li- I did love that though, because I was like, that does seem like it would really reduce your anxiety. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Relaxing. Yeah. You have Ebony K. Williams thoughts, like on her coming into New York. Even at even yeah, the 
Yeah. It was messy. Yeah, I don't understand uh, why it didn't hit the way, I guess, Bravo intended it to. But she caused so much drama to the point where they couldn't have a reunion. And a lot of people don't think it's on her, but I do. I think the race talk is a little bit too much for New York. Yeah. Well, especially when she's the only one talking about it. And then everyone else seemed so ignorant in the conversations that I think like doing a reunion about that kind of stuff would only cause more problems for them because they were like, they acted like they had never heard of a Jewish, a black Jewish person or like any of this random, like it's just so beyond them. Yeah. I definitely feel as though she tried so hard to create a conversation specifically with um Ramona and with everything that's going on and be like oh we should have a conversation I want to see where you're coming from and stuff like that which doesn't it's not great to watch but like then you have Kenya who's fully it's like you're not gonna call me a bitch or it's like yes drag her <laughs> so like I kind of wish she had kind of you know, put down the Martin Luther King glasses for like a minute. Yeah. And, you know, took out the earrings for a second and like really <laughs> got in there and really just showed Ramona like, you know, sometimes things just don't fly. We were talking about her the other day and we were like, she was not messy. Like she was not a housewife. Like she was like a, a media trained mm-hmm. person to come right, and true. baby them but it like didn't work. Yeah. It just, it was no. not the right formula altogether. Terrence, I kind well, of agree with you. Like if you're gonna instigate the fight, like fucking instigate the fight, take the earrings off, put the Vaseline on, mm-hmm. like fucking do it. Right. Like yeah. that, it, it was like, it was this attempted conversation that was never going to go over. Right. No. Because what you're trying to do in that conversation is pinpoint the racist in the room and no one wants to be pinpointed as a racist. Right. Right. And I think if we had gone into the into a reunion, Bravo may have had some lawsuits on their hands. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think Ebony was trying to be very protective of, of pretty much almost everyone, even when. Ramona was at her worst. She was like, no, it's coming from a different place rather than just being like, no, she's being shitty. Like, let's just say it. She's being shitty. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is not how humans engage with other humans. You're Correct. a bad person. Correct. Right? Yeah. I would have loved to see like Kelly Ben Simone and Bethany Frank <laughs> on this season with Ebony because oh, <laughs> no. fans, I think would have been so much better. Poor Kelly would have been sitting in the corner with her gummy bears. Well, yeah, like jelly beans. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, she's like, I I feel like a lot of that season was like her being like, I'm going to teach you about black culture in New York and I'm going to show you Harlem. And I'm like, these bitches don't want to go to Harlem. Like, I mean, Harlem's not bad. Like I've been over there, but I mean, it's also like, I just feel like it was more of like trying to be an educational thing where it's like, that's not the point of the show. It and just didn't work. We've talked about this on the pod before, but like there is a difference between the way that Garcelle engaged with the women on Beverly Hills about race and her experience in life being black and like what that's been like for her in Hollywood, what that's been like being in Beverly Hills and 
it was conversational. It was an, it was like opening a curtain a bit to her day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, it was like with Ebony in New York, it's like prying their open, their mouths open and trying to pour the medicine down, you know, yeah. and it just didn't go over as well. Well, well it's like I, I thought, thought it was. Okay. Well, I thought also- it- <laughs> Sorry, we're all going. <laughs> Nicole, what you got? <laughs> well, I was just, I don't know if I was editing or what, but to me, it also didn't seem like Ebony had other things going on besides the racial lens. Like Garcelle, you know, she had her dating. She had, she had other issues with the women besides some of the racial stuff. You know what I mean? Whereas Ebony, it just seemed like that was her whole, her sole purpose on the show. I know yeah. they tried to tap into her dating a little bit. I mean, that was that didn't really go anywhere, did it? I mean, we didn't really see in her dating, her family. Yeah, like none of that seemed to really take flight. Right. Well, we just didn't really see another side of her. Yeah. So that well, was I think with Garcelle, I think with Garcelle too, it was like she would like pinpoint it, right? So like when Kyle's like, you didn't fucking pay, she like goes to lunch with her and she's like, fuck you, because it's like <laughs> considered like black people don't pay. And that's not fucking cool. And Kyle's like, oh, okay. Shit. <laughs> She's like, you know, but like she hit it where she needed to. It wasn't like every fucking scene. Let's make a point. Like, yeah. Especially when you're dealing with like Sonia, who <laughs> she's on pills and alcohol. She doesn't. She's not going to remember this. No. Speaking of. Ramona is <laughs> only thinking about her wine sales. Like, yes. you know, it's like, come on. So speaking of Brie, who you got? All right, my rookie of the year is Jenny Wynn from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And I think that we can all appreciate that. Everybody has a little bit of like a winner in them, but I love Jenny a lot because she talks her shit. She doesn't back down from Mary M. Cosby's wacky ass. And her daughter is hilarious. Have uh, you guys seen their uh, TikToks? No, yes. It's adorable. Um, I think she's a really great a great addition to Salt Lake. And I, I forget who said it before, but you were saying how, um, I think it was one of the boyfriends, you were saying how Jenny was like the perfect outsider to the Shaw arrest situation. Like she very much, they would all kind of gossip and she'd be like, "Mm, actually, here's what I'm seeing. And all of America was like, Mm -hmm. yes, that is right. Um, So Jenny is going to be our rookie of the year for Bravo TV. Let's go, Jenny. 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 (laughs) I like pho is one of my favorite foods, and I am so sad that I cannot go to that pho party. Uh, They are having lunch for the ladies. I'm like, oh my God, I for some of that right now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Come to New York, there's pho like everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the perfect weather for it right now, too. Right. Yes, love that. I had it for dinner last night. <laughs> nice, nice. All right, LP, you got our next category. All right, so we are moving on to the cutest couple, okay? So there are some obvious choices, some not so obvious choices, and then we got the clear winners, so we'll step through it. We got Kyle and Mo. you know, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, classics, right? Two beautiful people just getting it on, apparently, at Black Tie Dinners. So (laughs) good on them. Uh, We got Margaret and Joe Benigno, another classic couple. Not quite, maybe not 
how most couples meet and relationships flourish, but we're happy for them nonetheless. Uh, we also carry Candy and Todd's torch in this house because you know what, Todd? You see something, you like it, you go for it. And I respect that. Um, Whitney and Justin, they're a couple of weirdos with a pole in the basement and I'm here for it. We got Robin and Juan Dixon because anytime Juan Dixon is ever a possible thought in my mind, I'm going to jump on it. And finally, Amrit and Nicholas from Family Karma because if you don't have a human heart in your body, if you did not feel all the feels throughout this last season of Family Karma, with everything from Amrit telling his grandmother that he was gay to them getting um, engaged to just the, the whole family kind of saga behind it. It was beautiful. However, we all know that I have a favorite couple here and it is, I, I, I can't help it. I love me some Margie and Joe. I love the height differential. I love the way that they like shower together. They save water. You know, I'm an environmentalist, so I'm a big fan of that. Um, yeah, I think they are absolutely wonderful and amazing. We can all talk shit, but when somebody comes up and, and you know, is talking shit to your person and you simultaneously throw that motherfucker in a pool, I'm here. <laughs> Ride or die. Margie and Joe, we're here for it. And a little exciting news for our listeners. We got a little surprise episode coming up. We interview Margie and Joe. And let them know that they were winners of tonight's episode. So snaps for Margie and Joe. <laughs> so excited, y'all. I'm shocked you did not pick Mauricio. Damn. We, we 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 almost did, but it felt um, I don't know, like super obvious. And Marge and Joe are an obvious, like out loud favorite of LPs. Yeah, so it just, it's fair. It's fair. I just like Mauricio, like, jump. As if well. this was who do you want to fuck the most, Man. then yeah, then like, <laughs> <laughs> you're right, Colin. To me, it's like Kyle and Mauricio are like the long term, it's like lifetime achievement award couple. Yeah. Um, Marge and Joe are like in this season of their life. So, First of all, it's amazing that y'all got to interview them and tell them they get this award. I cannot wait to hear that. Um, but yeah, I totally, I feel that. Yes. And honestly, y'all, y'all, y'all will find this out. The coolest couple, like a very cool, 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 oh, cool, cool couple. I hear amazing things about her. Like apparently production, like loves working with her. Like she brings the drama, but she's like apparently not a huge diva otherwise. So I can't wait to hear that. Where's my husband? He's in the pool. Your husband's <laughs> in the pool. Me and when my we, husband. When we um before we interviewed them, we we sent Desmond kind of like a highlight reel of Marge. So he had an idea of what we were going into. And when we when he got to that part, when he threw them in the pool, he was like, okay, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. The pigtails. <laughs> yeah. I will say an honorable mention is Amrit and oh. Yeah, mm, man, the way they kept making me cry. Truly, I sobbed so hard throughout yes. Family Karma multiple yes. times. Yes. Family Karma, I never expected to cry so much at a Bravo show. No. Absolutely, Family Karma is truly, and I hope they. I mean, 
I think we talked about this before, but it's like, I hope they can keep that innocence because I don't want them to get too big to where things just kind of like really cloud their brains and cloud their judgment. So we're like watching them still go to one of their aunties like backyard to have like yeah. a cookout. It's just like, these are the things like, that's why I love watching it. And I want to keep it kind of like that. No matter, no, no matter how much money they get. Like, I just want that. I agree. That. I want it. Like, it's kind of in the sleeper show of Bravo a little mm-hmm, bit. Yes. Like, I don't know that, that it's gained a whole lot of popularity. I want to keep it a sleeper show, but I want it to have enough popularity that it remains a show, right? Yeah, like, I want it to be my little cute little secret <laughs> that we sit mm-hmm. over in the corner with. Exactly. But yeah, so, so good. Ugh. Um, okay, well, the next category is for the Bravo boyfriends. You guys got Andy's pet was your category. So talk yes. to us. So we got the Andy's pet awards, which I think is quite prestigious. Oh, literally, <laughs> but also funny when I think about it. Too. Very funny. They are so. sitting in his lap, y'all. <laughs> These are the ladies who are constantly trying to get that spot right by Andy at the reunion. <laughs> So the nominees for this category are Lisa Renna from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Portia from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Giselle from Real Housewives of Potomac. Ramona from New York. LVP from Vanderpump Rules. And Melissa Gorga from New Jersey. (laughs) Honestly, stacked category. We have many feelings on many of the ladies. I mean, we've got people with spinoffs, people from Girls Trip, people who are going on like chat room. But that's it. We t- it took us a minute. It did. To and we we had there. to banter about this. Yeah. I I thought Please. it was gonna be an, an easy choice. I will say my original, I went really hard for Giselle because I was like, she's always she's low-key ghost producing. Mm-hmm. She, <laughs> she's got funny ass daughters she's got that i think i could be wrong i think she's got that andy chair every single reunion i don't think you're wrong and she's on chat room yes Mm -hmm. so that was my original i was fighting for giselle however (laughs) we said portia williams okay gave her this award primarily because we all kind of talked about earlier her first season Woof. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But she has kind of kept going and really fought and kind of held on to her peach as long as she could and is really grasping at it. And sometimes not the best way, but she is constantly always kind of, I think, producing herself in light of Andy and is always kind of of getting what she wants and always kind of being produced in the way that she likes. And I think that she definitely has been able to persuade Andy to let her write her own story. Plus things like chat room, like no matter who was on chat room with her, I was enjoying it. And despite my personal feelings about her right now, like she was a huge part of this last season of Atlanta. I mean, so much about it was her activism. Yes. She's landed her own spinoff despite a messy, messy time. And like, she continues to like have her star shining yes. and she's, she is 
right in that lap of Andy's. Absolutely. Had this been two years ago, I think LVP would have snatched this, but she left the way she did. Vanderpump <laughs> so. Rules is not giving. It's right not now. giving what it is. And uh, Vanderpump Dogs is um, has not called back on this chat. So <laughs> there's that. So Portia is Andy's pet for the first Yay. annual St. Andy's. Yes. Okay. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. <laughs> I think that you know all of these people. I do. Are you down for that? I really don't know. I haven't been watching, so I don't know who gets first share next to Andy on the reunion. So I couldn't give an answer. Okay. I got you. I got you. Okay. I think so. I think so too. I haven't seen Porsche's new show yet. Um, mainly because, and I've said this before on past episodes, my mom is really close friends with one of Simon's ex-wives. Oh. And so I hate him. Um, and so I'm just like, Meh. understood, understood. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I say it's not, it's not the best watch in the world. That's so. what I see. That's what I. How many ex wives does he have? So, I was about to say at least three. Yeah. Three. Oh. Well, I think the fact that Portia got her own spinoff for this may makes her a good choice for. I mean, talk about being Andy's pet because I mean to get a spinoff just from like this whole situation, the Simon situation. I think that's. I think that's a pretty big deal. I mean, you she know, also had her spinoff when she was pregnant. Yeah, that, yeah. Little, mini, that little mini like, thing. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, think about everybody who's gotten a spinoff. Like, it was like Kim Zosiak with this, like, new, you know, life with her 10 kids with Croy. And then, <laughs> then Candy her little one for her life. Didn't Candy get one for, like, a marriage? Candy's had a hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah Candy's had a few. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Nicely done, Bravo Boyfriends. Thank you very Thank you. much. We allow it. We like it. The Academy approved. We should have recorded ourselves sparring about who was <laughs> finally like whittle it down to get to it. Yeah. So what was the winning? Like what won the argument? What was the like really it was the spinoff? Like okay. we they because they both do chat room, they both like understand the assignment always as far as moving a story along yes. pretty open about their lives even though she's trying to write the narrative but that spinoff like it really it really tipped her over the edge yes yeah. and specifically with a lot of the other women in this category uh, um really zoning in like lvp and lisa renna they've kind of they've their peak in his lap has gone already like i think definitely when we were still talking the whole like Kim situation and mm-hmm. Beverly Hills. Lisa Renna was definitely in um, Andy's lap. And then like LVP thrones her whole career <laughs> has been in Andy's lap. But now with what's going on now, I think definitely right now it's um, Portia for sure. Yes. Can't disagree with that. Cannot disagree <laughs> with that. Okay, next up, we have the Mom of the Year Award or like Mom of a Bravo Liberty Award. Um, And so our nominees are Lois Renna. May she most recently rest in peace, but she was a doll every time she was on TV. Like, my God. Um, Marge Sr., uh, Margaret's mother, who is hilarious and like just literally the older doppelganger of Margaret, which is wild. Dorothy, I don't know her last name, but Candace's mom, um, who is like <laughs> terrifying dot. in a Mama Joy dot, yeah, who's terrifying in a Mama Joyce way. Um, <laughs> Mama D, um, who is what's her name? 
Deandra. Deandra. Duh. Oh my God. Deandra's mother, who is terrifying in like a Cruella way, I think, but both, <laughs> both in ways that are impressive to me. Um, Pat Altschul, who is like the queen of Charleston. Um, and Lavina Kapai, who seems to be the most loving person on planet Earth. Um, so those are our mom of the year nominees. And our winner is going to be Marge Sr., who, drum roll, <laughs> you will get to hear more from in a bonus episode of Boy Meets Bravo because we got to talk to her and it was so wonderful. Something I learned that I didn't know, which was weird but awesome, was that she had sex. No, whoa, 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 whoa. You have to listen to the episode. <laughs> Wow, that is the ultimate tease. Desmond saved it. Yeah, you did. So we we learned a lot is the long and short of it, but we really love her because we in in like preparation for our interview with Marge and Marge Senior and Joe Benigno, we started listening to Marge's book, um, Tuna Fish or Caviar Dreams on a Tuna Fish Budget, and so we hear a lot about her relationship with her mom and like how she had to be the grown up in the in the in that relationship but like even though that it was like really about the, the scales are really imbalanced in that way marge is always super supportive of her and just like and we see her on tv now with her in their relationship now they're just best friends um and so that's why she gets our our mom of the year award love that <laughs> and what a glow up she's had too yes like, wow yeah. So she was, she's awesome. She was a lot of fun to talk to also. So that was, that was a cool little chat that we got to have. That was hard though, because like LP said earlier, we did fall in love with family karma this year. And so we're like, how do we not give these people every award? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, Mars senior wins, wins oh, that one. Do you guys it. have a favorite Bravo mom? I mean, mama D just, she is so, so Texas and I'm, from Texas and she just reminds me of that quintessential lady. You may be scared of her, but like you will do anything to impress her. <laughs> Those are true facts. <laughs> uh, ironic take on that. And I'd have to say dot just because I mean, what says mom of the year of like humiliating your daughter. <laughs> TV and then refusing to apologize. I mean, talking shit about him to literally everyone <laughs> around him and then doubling down on Absolutely. it. I don't know what is. She's I think mine will forever and always be, God rest her soul, Mama Elsa. Yeah. Like, Thank you. I yes. loved her so much. Just like even talking to Nicole earlier, how she would just be like, hold on, I need to get some energy and like put her hands in some rocks and be like, yes. okay, I'm good. What did you want? I'm like, yes. <laughs> but she was just fabulous. Absolutely. Like, there will never be another one like her. Okay. So on to the next category, which I will dole out the nominees, but we are going to let our boy award this one. We have the house husband of the year, y'all. First up, Chris Bassett. Somebody no, somebody that nobody is impressed by, but yet he made the list. <laughs> Second up, oh, as we all know, one of our favorites, Mauricio Umansky of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I could literally watch him lick envelopes. So like, all for it. Uh, up, we got, up next, we got Joe Borga. Sure, why not? muscles 
Uh, LP, I remember you at one point on another episode that we were on together. You like some Joe. Okay. What I said, Colin, (laughs) correct yourself. Okay. What I said was gray hair on Joe Gorga does well. Okay. Like that, like maybe it wasn't like, Okay, yes, Colin. My words may have Let's been... Let's roll footage. Let's roll, look, roll yeah. that footage, please. <laughs> that is a sexy zaddy right there with the gray hair, but nonetheless. Um, we got Frank Catania, the house husband that should be. Todd Tucker, because he weaseled his way in there. And P.K. Kemsley, because like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> So, PK, <laughs> who are you calling the house husband? <laughs> this is going to friend of the show, Frank Catania. Yes, Frank. Yes, Frank. And please, no spoilers this time. Okay, okay. So, um, you guys want to tune in on the next episode because we got a bonus episode with Frank Catania. We sat down wow. with him and we talked. All kinds of things that I won't say. No, you can't give them two words. Areolas and lips. Yes, there was areolas and lips were the theme of our interview with Frank Catania. Okay, all right. (laughs) Incredible. Yeah, he he was awesome. But also, like LP said, he is the house husband that we all want to be a husband um, Mm -hmm. again. And I will say that he had only like gushing things to say about Dolores because of course he did um, and it was just like it was just wonderful and amazing just like he is and something that I learned and I think I can say without it being like a huge spoiler is Frank Catania is actually Frank Catania Jr. His dad is Frank Catania Sr. Yeah and then little Frankie is is the third, third. Oh. Yeah. oh my god look at you spilling this tea tonight what I know I know, I know. Wow. So, I know. So middle Frank got house husband of the year. Well <laughs> deserved. <laughs> oh man. Um, well, up next, we're giving this one to our boy, Colin. Colin, talk to us about coolest house kid. Okay. So the nominees are Brooks, Marks, <clears throat> Gia, <laughs> Frankie Jr., uh, little Portia, Ace Tucker and Giselle Bryant's triplets. Um, so I'll just like go through the process of like how we came down to the real winner here. Um, Brooks Marks, first one axed, um, can't fucking stand the kid. Um, if you want to be on a show, respect that you will be called out and ridiculed all over social media. So grow some balls and like be a big boy. Um, Gia. Like she was cool with the first couple seasons, but like you know, because she was a little mouthy. But like her younger sisters really like stole that spotlight from her. Um, but Colin, she had a hit song on the TikTok. Right. Anyway, um, <laughs> sure. And then Portia, love her, but you know. Again, when she was first on the show, like that's when she was her cutest. That's when we really like fell in love with her. Now she's becoming a teenager and she's just got that teenage attitude. 
So my answer for you guys is that it's going to be Frankie Jr. Because he could not be the nicest person. And obviously that goes with who his father is. Um, Just like the nicest kid ever. Ace Tucker came in second. Um, I want to see a little more of him on the show. Like we got five, Colin. He's five. (laughs) I'm just saying we only saw him this season, really. And we only got a few good like remarks out of him. So like (laughs) he was very sweet. He said he would clean up for Riley because she didn't know how or something. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he's too young, guys. Like you can't like vote for him. Um, So Frankie Jr. Well, that was a great choice. Yeah, (laughs) thank you. We co-sign. I mean, aesthetically alone. <laughs> yeah. Frankie is I feel right. a little dirty. I only would have sex with him, but like, yes, you are like the cool kid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Frank know if you're listening. Junior. Yes, if you're listening. The third, apparently. Yeah. Uh, truly. Honestly, though, if Frank Jr. is listening, I mean, I'm over here, so... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, he a cutie. Really, when we were trying to come up with some nominees, I sent them to Colin, and the first thing he said was like, "Brooks Marks, fuck that." <laughs> like, uh, I'm, I just can't, you guys. He sits there and he's like, literally talks just like his mom. He's like, "She call me gay," and I'm like, "You are, you fucking are." Like, I don't understand. What is? I'm the sorry. Problem? They called him a derogatory word. Like twink, <laughs> a privileged twink. I literally that made me so scream. I'm like, technically, in our culture, that is a word that is correct to describe someone. So, derogatory is not really the right word. Yeah. I literally you know that if you were in it. I looked at Colin while we were watching the show, and I go, so "When did twink become?" Something we weren't supposed to say. He's like, this is news to me. And he's like, it's news to me too. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it's news to all the twinks too. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's like, you've got twinks, you've got twunks. They all go for the same. They want a daddy. (laughs) There's so many subcategories. And honestly, I don't know. That's a whole episode for Desmond just to be like, hey, just so you know. I know. I just like could not get I like the whole like storyline of like I am insulted. She called me a twink. I want to like, smoke with well, them so bad. You also came out with one pair of sweatpants. So like, <laughs> like we're done. We're done. True. I will say I have to go to bat for Gia Judice. I just I love her. And I think what especially watching her with the scenes with her mother, when her mother's just doing God knows what, and she's just reacting and think what are you doing I'm right. like, she's, she's literally all of us yeah. watching yeah. Teresa yeah mm-hmm. see my yeah, favorite I'm, though is Melania because love Melania. Melania like she just like, toned it back up. yeah she has. she has but she was an icon yes <laughs> and all you ever heard was Melania Melania if, um, I want to give an honorable mention to Giselle's um, twins because yes. I honestly they read Giselle harder than Karen ever did. Like that <laughs> Absolutely. And they were like, you know, you taught us everything about what a relationship shouldn't be. And do you want to be in love? I was just like, damn. They read Giselle the way the other women can't. They just can't. Right. Mm-hmm. And I do what want to say, say I to her, she was like a vampire, an emotional yes. vampire. Yes, that's exactly well, it. If um to someone who wasn't mentioned, give a little shout out to Grace, who may have wrecked what Candace's car. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. <laughs> I forgot <Stop>. about that. <laughs> Excellent honorable mentions, Nicole. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Our next category is going to be for Miss Bravo TV, and LP is going to take this one. Well, I, it seems only appropriate that I shall hand out Miss Bravo TV since I am Miss Bravo TV herself. <laughs> we have on our list the. the Wish she was Miss USA, Portia Williams. We have uh, Miss Giselle, one of the green-eyed bandits, and damn if she ain't one of the prettiest on the show. We have one of the most classic OGs of the OGs, Miss Teresa Judy J. Judice. Sutton Strack made it to the list, and I'm still confused as to how. Were we drunk at Waffle House when know. we came up with that one? I don't know. I don't know either. I think she's very prim and proper. And that's why we thought maybe. I delete it. I'm deleting okay. it now. I'm taking okay. her off the list. Anyways, Paige DeSorbo of both summer and winter house fame. And Bali, help me with the last thing. Bali. Yeah. <laughs> because she is literally one of the most stunning human beings I've ever seen with my own two eyes. Um, you know, this one was a tough one. There are a lot of women that are beautiful, that are personable. Like when you think of what should be your Miss America, Miss USA, like you want them to be generous and kind and like a humanitarian. I don't know what else. I don't watch Miss USA. In fact, I heard they got their lowest ratings this year of all. But, you know, who would bring great ratings to Miss USA and that they should think about bringing her on whatever that is. Um, is that considered a show, pageant, an event? Anyways, Miss Portia Williams. Mm-hmm. She's winning our second award of the night, y'all. Wow, double winner. Mm-hmm. She is. Desmond is... I'm going to be honest. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> no! I'm not happy about that shit. How in the hell is Paige in the same category as Portia and she doesn't win? Have y'all seen Paige? Have y'all been on her <laughs> IG? Paige is... Yeah. Yeah. Page is stunning. Okay, take fine. Here's the award. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. This is the boy meeting Bravo. LP met Bravo a long time ago. Please let me hand the award over to you. Take it, take it with your I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I get it. I get why you chose Portia. Before I even started watching Bravo, I knew the name Portia and her big mouth. But Damn, I really fell in love with Paige. Okay. All right, Kanye, take the VMA from my hands, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Paige. Portia, you don't have to wait a minute, but it's Paige's time. Okay! (laughs) All right, Kanye! Our first first controversy. A twist. That was a swipe, and I'm here. I was on the edge of my seat just waiting for LP to say, Paige, I didn't know what was coming. Well, she has it now. Paige DeSorbo, my apologies for <laughs> Miss Bravo TV. Like, if I miss this in pop culture, but, like, I was kind of reading up, you know, to be prepared tonight, and I could not believe Paige is, like, dating Craig now. I was oh, like, yes. What? Yes. What? I, and it's all going to unfold on this new season of Summer House, and we can't wait. Yeah. Mom, I mean, I, eh, at least it's not Austin. My God. Oh, okay, so... Wasn't oh, oh okay. What's the girl blonde? Was it Heather? What's her name? The blonde one who Lindsay. 
Lindsay who wanted Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now apparently she might be with Carl. Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Can I get, please, because it's so baffling to me. So I'm hoping that somebody can explain it to me. Can someone here explain to me the Austin phenomenon? No. Height. No. That's the only thing. And a big dick, right? Or like really good mouth. I can't figure it out. Like, I don't know. I saw those pictures that got leaked when like Madison like caught him cheating and apparently like he had a boner, but like you couldn't it see it. Didn't look that big. Oh no. We don't watch Southern Charm, so I don't have that much to weigh in because you just saw, you know, Winter yeah. House had six episodes, so yes. Yeah, no, no I don't think gets- like he's got that much to offer. I mean, he's just kind of like, Well, I'm trying to create a beer. So there's the like, I almost understand Pete Davidson more than I understand Ooh, Austin yikes, Kroll, nope. you know? like You do? Yeah, like, barely, but it's like, I kind of almost get that more than I get I, Austin Okay, Kroll. I get the Pete Davidson thing, because, like, I think the funny guy thing does go far, and mm-hmm. like, Bethany Frankel even pointed it out. She's like, he must be, like, doing some, like, crazy sex shit, because he's gotten, like, Kaya Gerber, Kim Kardashian. Ariana uh, Grande. Kate Beckinsale. Uh, yeah, Ariana Grande. I mean, like, he's getting big names. <laughs> so. That's wild to me. I'm interested. I kind of want to know more. Might just have to go to the <laughs> SNL office and just, like, <laughs> pull your pants down. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. and oh see what's going on there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Okay, next up, Nicole, you are up with our best overall franchise of the year. Oh, I feel like this was a lot of pressure. Now, did I came up with the nominees? Or did you? Okay, okay. Okay, so the nominees um, were Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, um, Real Housewives of Potomac, uh, Winter House, Mm -hmm. Housewives of Salt Lake City, and The Girls trip um so i kind of came up with mine because i feel like this was a season we had folded crying tissues we had a music video that may or may not have been low budget um you might have to drive back and uh, (laughs) that was the case um we have a wedding that happened we have a wedding that may never happen happen (laughs) um we have a home remodeling nightmare right so i think you guys know i'm gonna have to go with the potomac one um from the reunion Nicki minaj i don't know is eddie uh, following booty models robin and Giselle? do y'all sleep in the same hotel room do we find out like they did that one time like y'all for me potomac was just so full of um hot tea it was it was easily my hands down favorite franchise this season i'll be honest nicole it took me about three quarters <laughs> the way through to figure out which which one you were talking about oh, I didn't I no. oh, immediately you said all the napkins let's see my that was incredible my, that was an amazing sell <laughs> y'all out that Chris and Nikki Minaj were having like a little Twitter ab beef. Weird. 
and then, you know, Wendy reading Nikki's cards and Nikki calling her out. Y'all, I just, I lived for every moment of it. Yes. Wow. I would say LP, when she said folded napkins for tears, I knew exactly. Cause like, this is my background right now <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> so I knew exactly what was going on. Oh, that <laughs> is amazing, Terrence. That's the best uh, Oh my God. I'm going to actually make that your picture when you call it. She's going to be Candace stabbing her eyes. Like poking her eyeball out with the corner of a napkin. Oh my God. That's a good one. I will say, initially, I was like taken aback because I thought Beverly Hills would take this. But the more you said it and the more you kind of explained, I was like, no, no. Yeah. Nicole's right. That was, this is a great season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Nicki Minaj ended it like, yes. exactly. Potomac's ball just kept rolling. Yeah. All yes. season. Whereas like Beverly Hills was good as a season, but come the reunion, I was kind of like, all right, like mm. we get it. We're done. Stop, please. Like this does not need to be four parts. Yeah. Yeah. I also was like over Erica's narrative. I was like, yes. can we stop talking about her, please? I was like, yes. I'm so over it. Like, just like either plead guilty or like let her go. Like <laughs> raise your hand oh. here if you're over the four-part reunion and just fully believe that the tops two, maybe three. Three right? at, three tops. at, most. at most. Three tops. At yeah. most. Like yeah. that was a hot and juicy season. Please do not make this. No, no. part two is always useless. Mm-hmm. If it's a three, yeah. if it's three, part two sometimes has bits. Four parts. There's no part two no. is nothing. Yeah, Beverly Hills reunion could have been done in two parts. Yes, agreed. It made it worse. It made it harder to watch. It made me not when I there were whole episodes I didn't watch, but felt like I missed nothing. Right, like I was able yeah. to watch the first and the last and you're catch good. it all. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't even unless you're bringing on a celebrity and who like honestly Nicki Minaj has placed that bar pretty high. <laughs> so that was really funny. Like I could have I still think they could have done that in three, but mm-hmm. I as you know, whatever feelings you have about Nicki Minaj, which I've had some feelings about her, her, I like despite recent comments, I like was like, this is Nicki Minaj the entertainer that I love. And I thought it was immaculate. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It brought me back to like, when she like first like was on the scene, like it kind of like when she did that Chelsea Handler interview and she like first came out, Yeah, like she was funny. She was real. Mm-hmm. She was, you know, like throwing it back at Chelsea and like other, um, I guess producers, it would, you know, mm-hmm. this is kind of where she needs to be the whole, like taking jobs and like, knives at like these rappers is just bullshit yes. it's what it's what the reunions needed right yeah mm-hmm. it, 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 there needed to be a shake-up we had gotten it they had become a little long in the tooth they'd all become the same same format it's the same you end up kind of cringing with a headache towards the end because it's just like ah, 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 ah. and the women couldn't do that on this, on mm-hmm. this they did not have the opportunity they didn't have the balls to come back to Nicki Minaj with half things right mm-hmm. and like only Nikki or only an outsider could have gotten away with being as sloppy and nasty as she was. Like Andy asked some really messy questions, mm-hmm. but they don't get that messy. They don't get that aggressive and mm-hmm. that pointed, right? Like there's just a level there's like a level that's expected for Andy and the women to meet each other at. Yes. And 
with Nicki Minaj walking in, there was no bar. No. And so it was like, what, what's going to happen? And exactly. It was a roller coaster. I do have a question for the faces Nikki was given, you know, like yes. question she asked about like, would you still marry? Like if you had a hundred, whatever million dollars in the bank with an Ashley, you talking about Michael's incredible personality and his <laughs> wit and his humor and just the way like Nikki is like eyeing her down y'all. It's, I mean, this is the way all of America's looking at Ashley like girl, girl, stop. 1000%. I <laughs> do have a question for the group. Two actually. One, how do we feel about props at a reunion now? Two, how do we feel about Wendy looking at Nikki's cards? Because that also has been a little bit of a drama point. Because Wendy with that stupid blown up text poster, which really just ended up not being like lame fail and lame and really didn't prove anything like that kind of killed it for me with the props i think the height of the props was monique nobody's gonna beat monique's notebook i mean the notebook from, from last season potomac for me that was fine but this big thing and then i think reading nikki's cards was a no-go like i felt like that wendy i didn't also talk about housewives going up and down colin and i were talking about that like i really liked wendy at the beginning of the season i was on her side with you know the girls coming at her but then by the end like Wendy was getting on my nerves like she was just too <laughs> just too much and yeah. they were getting in and I like it I, like my personal thing like okay no props like you get nothing you show up you wear your dress whatever you sit on the fucking couch <laughs> you have your comments that's fine um I don't think you need to be bringing notebooks like we don't need receipts we all saw the episodes we know what happened they can rope like Role, like replay the roles if they need to um and then looking at the cards like nicole said it's like bullshit it's like why like why do you need to do that it's like looking at the test exactly. yeah it's like you're cheating see i i disagree with all of y'all on that one <laughs> i disagree with all y'all on that one i think she's playing the game right like there are no rules to this game monopoly is the rules of monopoly are not laid out She's just sweeping the board and everyone's pissed that she had the best seat in order to be able to do so, right? Like, oh, I'm sorry, Mia. Oh, I'm sorry, Candace. You're sitting at the end of the couch and you can't see shit and you can't hear shit. That's where you deserve to be, bitch. Stay over there. And Wendy <laughs> parts, okay? Oh my God. Oh gosh. LP went there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I offer a side note? I don't know if anybody's a Project Runway fan, but the next episode of Project Runway this week, they're going to be designing looks mm-hmm. for the five. So FYI, if you did not know that, Ooh. I think it's going to be a really good episode. And I yes. think I you have one of the designers, one of the designers in tears because one of the housewives is like such a diva. Yeah. Oh, wow. I shall be watch. tuning in for the first time in 10 years to Project <laughs> Runway. <laughs> yeah, same on my. Um, wow. I, I mean, I it was one of those things where it's like I was very middle of the road with um, Wendy looking at the cards because for one, I do agree that like it's it's cheating in a way that you're like, what like what are you doing? But also I'm nosy as all get out. So if I see car, I'm like, oh, what's this? <laughs> so like I can't say I wouldn't have done the same. 
I would have. I absolutely would have done it. No question in my mind. I too am nosy. I like to eavesdrop and I like to read things that I'm not supposed to. I read my sister's diary. It started in like second grade when I read my sister's diary and I've been into it ever since. So I'm not ashamed. Exactly. I look at Andy's cards, but I'm too scared to look at Nikki's cards. Like Nikki scares me. I don't know. Like that. Yeah, that's a that's a whole different like ball game. Like if Nicki Minaj is right there and you're looking at her cards, that's you are fearless. <laughs> Nikki, it is Texas Hold'em, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Do you hold your cards up to your chest in Texas? I don't know. I don't play poker. But like <laughs> I don't even know what Texas Hold'em is. You know, like keep like... your cards up. Yes. Um, as far as props, I'm done. Yeah, we're over it. Um, I think no one will truly ever hit, and this, I I rarely ever speak highly of Lisa Renna anymore. But Lisa Renna bringing LVP's phone records at that reunion. I don't think there's really anything better than that. And so I just, how did she get those? I brought her phone records. <laughs> What Iconic. about when uh, Kenya brought the foghorn? <laughs> that was really good. That, that was a good prop. I just think we've passed yeah. the level of yes. them being good. Yes. Yeah. I'm right. surprised Portia came back after that. But also, I guess Monique, I guess, technically was offered to come back, but she declined. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I am okay with a foghorn. I'm okay with a wand, but I'm done with blown up pictures of text messages. I'm done with binders full of receipts. Like yeah. you can't sit there if you aren't mentally prepared, or even if you've got a little notepad, like a little notebook in your back pocket, like if you're not prepared and you didn't do your job right leading up to the show. Okay. And you don't deserve to be there. Well, I think as long as you're not pulling like a, what was her name? Paige, like, in a page then you should know your shit when you're going into it because like Mm. you were on the show you were there yeah like unless you're Teresa, and which you don't watch your own episodes (laughs) yes well i mean i can we go back to like the first couple of reunions for new jersey i mean that woman i scary that's just you don't talk about my family yeah that just solidified her career in housewives i mean they're like cool gold yeah Yeah, she's here forever Forever. say teresa's only ever seen the godfather Mm -hmm. so yes that's her favorite movie (laughs) anyway sorry we took over that (laughs) no it's perfect we only got two more categories to go um lp's gonna take this next one this is gonna be the moment of the year for 2021 oh my god y'all this one stresses me out there were so many good moments this year okay but i'm gonna go down the list and they're all pretty much quotes well i take that back but anyways biggest moment of the year first we have or what or what (laughs) second up sharif has internal bleeding Third up, when is the last time you made me a sandwich? (laughs) We also got Bolo Gate, which there are no words for that. So, like, (laughs) simply put, Bolo. Anyways, we also have the VPR pregnancy pack, which is the pregnancy pack none of us asked for and we still don't want, like, at all. And last, I mean, such a good moment. We've talked about this a few times already. 
Omrit coming out to his nun. I mean, the most magical, heart-touching moment on not just reality television, but American television, honestly, in the last year. I it, It's so profound. Um, and as much, as much as I love that moment, and I want so, so badly to give it to Omrit. Actually, I want to give it to Omrit's Nani because like, she's, you know, she deserves it. There was nothing like what we witnessed on the bus outside Beauty Lab and Laser in Salt Lake City. There has not been anything like that on Bravo television. I dare to say that there may not ever be anything like that again. The, the editing, the timing, I mean, they were moments away from catching her ass in that parking lot and allowing all of us to see that on television. I still have nightmares that we can get to witness that. Um, but it's okay because we're going to, we've caught a lot of on the follow-up. So I think we all in the Bravo universe at this table, anywhere in the world, as much as we love the other moments, the or what and the, and, and just the touchingness of um, Amrit coming out to his grandmother. There's just nothing like Sharif has internal bleeding. So for us, and for America, that's the winner tonight. <laughs> I agree. Takes the cake. Yes. I mean, it's like we said earlier, no matter where you are, whether you're a Shaw squad, Desmond, or uh, possibly everyone else in the chat, <laughs> no matter what, that was heart stopping. And it's what we've waited for months for. Truly. We had a hard time with this one because we really were like, we, we talked about that scene where Amrit came out to his nani for, for such so intensely when it first happened and then for so long afterward we were like we can't i mean this 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 changed we everyone was anticipating that shaw arrest everybody was like i mean there's just no it changed uh, us in the way that we like it changed television right like it 1000%. was transformative yeah and the wildest thing about that especially when you compare it to um, Erica Jane's situation, which when you look at it, while Erica Jane probably isn't going to go to jail and like she actually hasn't been involved, that whole situation is much bigger than what um, Jen Shaw's going through. But we were kind of fed, like, fed it little by little like first was the divorce and like things aren't adding up now like um her husband's getting um sued and like now all this is going on so it kind of was like little by little by little by little where it's like had you not known anything about what was going on jen shaw it was like everything's fine and boom homeland security Security. blew up the franchise yes and like had it been the same situation where like Erica Jane got like served a notice in her home or something, or like we saw that kind of happen, it would have been different, but like nothing 
really touches that moment. Well, I think also with Erica, it's like, there's always the fallback of, okay, well, it was her husband. It's mostly her husband. You know, it's like how much, but again, I mean, this is, this is all her. I mean, I think this is the and same thing with the whole Teresa Judai situation. It's like, well, you know, maybe it was Joe and, you know, poor Teresa, you know, always, maybe she didn't really know. And, you know, you always kind of have that card, but with just Jen Shaw card, I mean, it's, there's no husband to fall back on with this one. It's all her. It's all her no, allegedly. It's like her company <laughs> and her what was um her assistant even rolled like rolled over on her mm-hmm. like recently and testified against her. Yeah. But Desmond, <laughs> but Desmond will be there. You already know. Can, can <laughs> oh, okay. This is a good segue into the next award, y'all. All right, so our we'll talk, we'll talk later when the verdict comes out. We'll have an episode after. Oh, absolutely, I'm ready. I'm I've ready asked him about this. I've asked him about this very yes. topic. What we happens have. when she's guilty? Like, what what happens then? Okay, I will I will lead into that at the end of my award. So this award, Brie, what's your name? The boy's choice. The boy's choice. I guess the boy is me. <laughs> and if you go. <laughs> for this past year. You know who my favorite on Broke is. So it's a clear decision who gets the Boys Choice Award, and that goes to Jen Shaw. Uh, I thought about giving it to my beautiful co-host of Brian LP. You guys deserve many, many St. Andy's. But to keep it on brand, I wanted to give it to somebody who's on Bravo. And I think it should go to Jen, not because she's an angel and she hasn't done anything wrong. Obviously, she's caught up in some mess right now. But I think the bigger picture is to not judge a book by its cover. I feel like the Bravo fans and the guys and ladies who enjoy this show, I feel like you all forget that these are real people. So when you get on Twitter and you try to vilify Jen or Erica, all based on stuff that you heard online is kind of crazy to me. This is a real case. She is fighting something real. And I, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse when I say it, but I want Jen Shaw to be the poster woman of changing Bravo. I don't want it to be like the uh, Ebony K. Williams thing where she talks about race, but I want Jen to be the poster woman of showing a real side of people on Bravo. I know you guys have seen what happened to Teresa. I'm, I'm still a newbie. So all this legal stuff is new to me, but I just want, the Bravo universe to realize that these are real people. Like, don't get online shit on somebody who's fighting for their life. Whether they did it or not, none of us on this call or anybody who's watching knows for a fact if she's guilty of this. But people go online and give it to her like she's already been found guilty. And I think that's crazy to me. So, Boys Choice Award goes to Jen Shaw. I love you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I will say in your case, people do act wild. And like we like we may say like silly stuff. We usually try to keep it pretty light because the way people will go after these Bravo celebrities is absolutely psychotic, especially on Twitter. Have y'all seen people go into the med spa and taking pictures in the parking lot? Like, of course, I can't say I wouldn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) That is so crazy. But I would also go in and get a little, 
yes like this was the spot i mean we talk about it all the time because we're very much so like we, we talk our shit but like we would never go like take the time out of our lives to go to anyone's twitter instagram whatever the dms to- people get never like i i may dislike you but i would never like you know make sure to tell you like oh you conniving bitch like no no way like i know nothing this is just tv this is just it's nothing's real time is fiction anyway (laughs) i i'm no one in compared to like what's going on so like my opinions are my own and like i'll say whatever but like i'm not gonna go to anyone's dms because they are real people and i think that's the weird thing that people truly have such a hard time grasping that like you feel so comfortable typing behind your little keyboard whatever you want but would you ever say that to their face i doubt yeah well i mean that's like half the time like with like these shows or like even other things that have been out there um like these like internet sleuths, if you will, that they call themselves, like find themselves becoming like so attached to these characters or these people and think that they're like somehow know them. And it's so bizarre to me because like you're saying, Terrence, it's like, it's a show. It's like time does not exist. Like this is, is this reality? Is it not reality? Like we don't know, but like to go into someone's DMs seems so like, juvenile i don't i want to call it juvenile because i just feel like it's not something like a normal adult human would do but then again like what is normal so i don't know but like i just think it's ridiculous it's like they feel like they're connected and they have no idea i think it's fair to have an opinion because we all do i have some very hot takes on my other pods but i always keep it to a point to where there's I'm not fully condemning the person because in actuality, we all don't know until it's given up in court. So it's okay to say, you know what? I really don't fuck with Jen. She might be a little shady. She could be a bitch. But to say she's guilty of what she's accused of already, I think it's completely unfair. I'll say this, though. You say don't judge a book by the cover. However, Jen has given us the first few chapters of what's on the inside. And like... (laughs) None of this is surprising, I guess, right? So, like, I have a pretty clear picture of the cover, but I also seemingly have a fairly clear picture of what's going on, at least in a bit of the inside. I may not get the whole thing. I haven't finished the book. I feel like we're making a lot of assumptions. This was season one you started off with? You, you did. Okay, so we all have the same amount of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're all seeing the same things. I feel like we're making a lot of assumptions. Like when we came on, say, you know, we don't know where her money's coming from. Obviously, a coach doesn't make that much. You you get what you see. It's like, how can you assume that someone's doing something dirty because you don't see it on camera? You get what I'm saying? It's like you're saying you don't know where her money's coming from, but that's because you want to be nosy. If, if she's not showing it to you, how can you just make the assumption like that? You know what I'm saying? Ugh, it's frustrating. I'm also making assumptions about Mary too and her money. So like well, I, well, <laughs> Mary's a different well, you I think also to an extent when you and I, I definitely see your point, Desmond, but I also think when you agree 
to be on a reality show, when you agree to go on these shows, you to some you don't agree to get threats. You don't. You, that's not what you're signing up for. And I agree, people can be harsh, but you are signing up for people to be nosy. You are signing. I mean, we, we also remember these women sign up for this. These yeah. women get a paycheck for this. You know, so it's not like this is some random woman that you know it lives a private life and everybody's just targeting this woman and putting her business on the internet. She signed up for this. She's getting a paycheck for this. And this is not the first reality show. She's not the first housewife. So you know people are going to dig into you. You know people are going to ask about your money. You know people are going to bring up these things. So to, to some extent, yes, yeah, some, you know, people shouldn't be as ugly as they are. But the other side of it is they sign up for this. They get a paycheck for this too. So... Well, when the Jen is going to need to pay all of her legal fees, so. <laughs> well, okay, and she's, okay, but, like, she's flaunting it everywhere. She's got all these assistants. She's, like, mounds of, like, designer clothing. Same thing with Mary. It's, like, only wearing designer clothing. Like, this shit's expensive as all get out, you know? Like, one jacket's probably $10,000. And then they're, like, don't question me about where my money comes from. Of course people are going to do that. You're wearing I think part of it. Gucci. Just you're wearing uh, Marks Brooks. Is that what I'm saying? I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with him. He's like bitching about shit. And it's like, you sign, You literally put yourself on this show. Like your mom's technically the housewife, but somehow you've gotten your own side hustle going. And you're oh, upset Lord. because the Twitter trolls and the Instagram trolls are coming after you. It's like, of course they are. He would I mean, win house bitch of the year. For no, sure. I always talk about like, I, you know, being on reality TV sounds so glamorous, but like you are opening yourself up for like a world of criticism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you are. To, I do want to tag on Nicole's points. That's a great point. When you get on these shows, you sign yourself up to be ridiculed and to have your background investigated like your fucking CSI. But I just don't like the assumptions. Like, say, for example, if Brie was a housewife of Atlanta, what you're trying to make happen. One day. <laughs> From your mouth to God's ears. I would be a friend of just sitting there with an actual peach in every scene, just being like, look, see me home <laughs> But say if she was on the show, and I didn't show up a lot. I wouldn't want people to make the assumption that we have a bad marriage just because it's not on camera. You get what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. just the assumption part that us fans, I can call myself one now. Wow. wow. Groundbreaking. Yes. Everyone has been bored, y'all. He's here. He's here. Well, it has been a, it's been a wild year of Bravo. And One thing that I'm really happy about is that I got to, I mean, I already knew Colin and Nicole, but that I got to meet our new friends, Josh and Terrence. Yes. That we are Bravo family now, which is awesome. Um, So I'm really excited that, you know, we have this year under our belt. We've got more to come. And I'm so, so, so thankful that you guys were able to come on and chat with us about i know i had to pull your legs to do it <laughs> like you want to talk about bravo for a couple hours i'm just so busy doing nothing i don't know <laughs> and it's like immediately after this we're gonna go turn on bravo <laughs> so, yeah, right, right. so we, we have DVR. more to talk about later ever since we talked about real housewives of miami i've been thinking about how much i couldn't wait to get home so that i could begin that 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I need to get more into it and then I need to start OC. Like I just haven't and I just I it's Colin, doing it. It hasn't we been have been it. waiting for Heather Dubrow's house for the last 10 years. Are you telling me that wasn't my Colin? <laughs> because I just like the whole like narrative of like she's back because her daughter is like uh whatever she's like bisexual or something now and like that's why she came back and I was like this oh, seems stupid. I came back to see her hotel slash home. She came back to save the franchise. <laughs> Truly. There is that. Yeah, I mean, they needed her back. But yeah, her house. Oh my God, the pied de terre. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, what is that? Porticacher. Porticacher. <laughs> Please go under the Porticacher. And you will be escorted into the hotel. Colin, when you come to Atlanta this week, um, I don't know that I've told you this, but I've added a Porticacher to my house. So when you pull up. <laughs> There will be a valet waiting to take your keys at the Porticacher in my single story ranch style home. So I don't have a car, so I'll just like. (laughs) Perfect. Well, we'll receive you in the (laughs) Porticacher. Wonderful. I can't wait. Megan did a great job on the lights, by the way. LP, as long as your new look doesn't um, give off a Giselle Bryan vibe, I'm sure it looks. um, You You mean a haphazard renovation? What is with her house? It's like different levels. Like I could not figure it out. It's a progress. It's It's a a work work in progress. progress. (laughs) I have hope for the end result. I do too. I do too. Well, Bravo boyfriends, tell our listeners where they can find you. Well, it is couldn't be easier. Just find (laughs) us on Instagram and Twitter at Bravo boyfriends and on your favorite podcast app. We are Bravo boyfriends. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus, but we're coming back for the end of the year with an episode or two because there's so much to catch up on. So, yeah, find us there. Y'all go listen to Bravo Boyfriends. They are a riot and a good time to listen to. We always love having them on the show, but I love listening to them on my own time for sure. Thank you. We love being on your show. We've got we've got to get better with guests, quite honestly, but (laughs) we love you guys as well. We are. I mean, you're still like our. Our first that we guested on. And I can attest, you guys have been my best Twitter follow of this year. (laughs) I'm not sure what What you guys tweets, but I love every one of them. Yes. (laughs) That is a shout out. Y'all go follow them on Twitter. I love, I love looking at my phone and be like, doesn't our tweet doesn't 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 yes oh my god well colin and nicole thank you too for hanging with us you will be back because we love you and we will make it happen we will force you ask you <laughs> so we know our listeners will we'll have more of you next year and we'll be back in 2022 we're going to take a little break for the holidays but Make sure that you're subscribed because we've got some bonus episodes coming up with special guests. Um, so that is that is coming soon as well. So thank you guys so much. Happy holidays. And we will see you later. Happy St. Andy. Yay. Yay. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>